What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Respect the Game podcast. My name is Edward, named after a trilogy, that being my pops. Shout out to my mother and my grandmother for helping raise me too. Please follow at Stats for all your up-to-date high school, collegiate, and post-sports coverage. I will not disappoint. Going to keep you up-to-date on everything going on in the sports world. We are in full strength. We got all our brethren in the building with us. And as I always say, what is a podcast without your woes? Yo, I'm going to go this time first for the technical difficulties. Uh, this is the host with the most that blows the most smoke, Black Peace, the rap plug, the hip-hop plug, you already know. Uh, also, be sure to go check out Talk to Smoke. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you find your dope podcast. That's where you can find me at. Hey, man, it's Shine Hart. It's okay. It's made a good, excellent, satisfying. Um, you know, better known as Big Brother Iron Man when it comes to this betting stuff, man. That's Twitter, Instagram, Cash App. You name it, man. Latest and greatest with them bets coming soon. Let's go. Good afternoon, beautiful people. Good evening to some of you. My name is Sedacious Xavier Miles, and on behalf of me and my brothers, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the family. And take it away, bro. Yes, man. Let's go ahead and get straight to it. Oh, going to dip our toe into our foreign foreign affairs, man. Obviously, everything going on in the world. We have Russia invading Ukraine. Um, Putin, he feels some type of way. Uh, he has it. He has his heart and his mind set on that the Ukraine is under, you know, some form of Nazi or warlord uh, um, soldier, soldiering, um, and that's why he's making claim and stake to go into the Ukraine to try to defend the uh, the citizens, the citizens, and uh, as he would as he would put it, um, how did he say it exactly? I forgot. Uh, <laughs> relieve them of oppression and cleanse them of the Nazis and fascists. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what that's what Putin got going on. You talk about why Russia is invading Ukraine, but one of the things that stood out to me in regards to, in regards to this whole situation is you have a uh, very revered. A very revered boxer in the boxing world, uh, Lomachenko. He, his home country is uh, Russia, a lot Ukraine, and um, I mean, I don't know exactly where he was when it happened, but obviously, this is a famous boxer making money, doing whatever he do. Stop what he was doing once Russia invaded Ukraine and went to go defend his country on the front lines, gun in hand, army fatigues on, ready for whatever. And I saw that and I was just like, dang, bro, like, you have to, like, truly love your country to have that status that he has and stop everything you're doing at the drop of a dime and say, oh, my country is under attack or it appears that my country is under attack. I'm just to go defend it. No holes barred. Like, I'm dying, like, on my on my country soil so defending it if I have to. Um, and I just, I thought to myself, I was just like, man. I truly appreciate the troops of America who 
work tirelessly, relentlessly, just defending this country on a day in, day out, yearly uh, basis. I don't, I don't know all that goes into it, but I, I can only imagine, and I don't take it for granted that, you know, ever since 9/11, you know, we haven't. As far I could be wrong, but I, I, I know foreign attack that I know of since 9/11 uh, against the uh, United States of America, and so I triple salute our our American troops for defending our country. But when I seen what Lomachenko did, I was just like, yeah, I love America. I appreciate being here in America, and like all the amenities and opportunities I have uh, in my grasp, but. I'm not trying to get on the gun line boss for America. I'm, I'm just not, man. So question is, like, do y'all fear, uh, feel indebted to America as Loma Chico did as it relates to defending uh, America in war if you were selected or if you had the opportunity to do so? Well, I have a love and hate relationship with America. Um, I do love America because of the opportunities that it provides and it, us being a free country. But I hate America because of the historical opportunistic oppression that has brought on my people. So <clears throat> also, I think about my kids. I weigh in my kids as well. And the fact that I always defend my home. So I'd have to say, yeah, but it would be extremely high reluctancy because, you know what I mean, this country hasn't always been good to my demographic. So, you know, but yeah, I would have to say, yeah, hopefully no war altogether. But, you know, for my kids' future and defending my home, I just would have to go ahead and bite that bullet and, you know, just be my time. To go out on the gun line? To, to to prepare to be able to be able to to be able to be tactical and going up against you know whatever we would face gotcha. but it would have to for me it would have to come down to like certain freedoms are going to be taken away from America if we don't fight you know I'm not gonna fight a war over oil or over power you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm not gonna do that but if it's about another country taking over America, Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm going out dying. I think in, in this particular case, <clears throat> um, I think the question is a bit um, two-sided because in Ukraine's defense, I don't believe they have the infrastructure in place um, of a, you know, a first world country like America in regards to have the luxuries of, you know, one of the biggest armies in the world, you know, um, Ukraine, out of quite literal necessity, they had to go in and draft and, you know, it was mandated that, you know, people of a certain age bracket were, you know, you had to stay and fight for your home. So um, though uh, the boxer, you know, valiantly came out and, you know, offered himself, you know, to his country to defend it to the death, um, I think in America, though I, you know, I echo you guys' sentiments, I do you know, love the amenities and opportunities that do get afforded to me on a daily basis and the way I'm able to live, you know, is second to none. However, um, as my brother Javier did say, like the historical precedence of oppression that has uh, plagued our people for so many centuries, right? 
Um, it does come into the back of your mind, but um, I just think it's a, it's a great deal of personal pride that more so kind of comes about it with me. Like if a country did get that bold to actually invade U.S. soil and literally turn the United States into a war zone, we haven't had that right what, since Civil War, like Pearl Harbor, even if you want to go back to that, like, um, I think, you know, people, uh, the Americans, we are prideful, man. We will, the, all the bullets out the gunshots will be gone, all the texts, they already got all the switches on the back of their Glocks in Houston, so I know people gonna ante up accordingly, so um, in right. that breath, and exactly, and in that breath, I'm with that, because that's just the spirit that I possess anyway on some other but um, so to answer the question head on, Mm, no, but if the if fight provoked. did come to U.S. soil and uh, we were provoked, like back up against the wall, oh, ain't no question, we rocking out. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with. Down with your feet. I totally agree with Sean Hart. I'm not down with the draft. I feel like I'm too valuable to my to my home. But if it comes to like invading, you know, our soil, I'm down to do whatever it takes to defend. You know, because that's for the same reason. I'm here to. I feel like I'm valuable to my family. So therefore, if they come to our soil, I feel like I would feel more obligated to the, you know, defend the soil, you know? So right. that's how I'm looking at it. I'm more of a home, I'm, I'm a home, hometown homie. So you invade the hometown, then I got to do what I got to do. But I'm not trying to, you know, go out somewhere where I feel like it's foreign and just put myself in a position like that. So keep it short and sweet. Yeah, man. Um, so transitioning over to the NBA, man. Um, oh, 20... About 20 games around, so 20 or, less, 20 or less games left in the NBA. Everybody is uh, trying to make their push. We have the front runners trying to make their push for the uh, MVP race. Um, I feel like before the All-Star break, it felt like Steph had it by the chokehold. Uh, or maybe he just had his moment, but I think that's what encompasses the MVP race throughout the course of a season with uh, great players. Everybody's going to have that that pocket of a moment throughout the course of a season. And so right now, when you're talking about the MVP race, I think for most people, um, you would have John Morant, DeMar DeRozan, and Joel Embiid, um, guys who have, you know, never won the MVP before been in that, been at, I guess, such a high level to be so close to, like, claim it as their own. Again, John Morant, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, whoever, Darnell, who is your MVP out of those three? If if you had to choose between those three today, I know we still have a season left, but Joel, DeMar, uh, Ja, who do you have as your MVP? I got to go for the number two pick, John Morant, for sure. Dacious. Um Joel. Izzo. <laughs> I got to go with <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. Got to, man. <clears throat> nah, man. Uh, I, By a I, would be, I wouldn't be mad if DeMar got it, but y'all, y'all, y'all go on y'all case for uh, Joel. <laughs> I mean, given if he stays healthy, which, you know what I'm saying, 20 games, 
know what I'm saying? He, he, I think he takes it hands down right now because it's just him on his team. Yeah, he got a supporting cast. But since James Harden came, it's been just him. And now that we're not gonna get into that. I don't want to talk about that dynamic, but no, no, he, I think that's a part of the. I think that's a part of his like his narrative in terms of winning the MVP. I think you're talking about Ben Simmons, but I feel like that encompasses like why he should be considered for the MVP, having to deal with that drama of Ben Simmons and still being able to stay focused and leave guys who actually want to be there. Right. It was like once this guy. I don't care what what his status is as far as legal, you know, litigation. But once he is not on my court anymore, let me show you who I can be. And that was this year, and he has done that, and he has consistently played at an elite level, and he's the only one – I feel like he's the only one that's dragging his team into into success. I feel like DeMar DeRozan has a little bit of help. And, you know, John Morant, the, the Memphis Grizzlies just ain't there yet. They're just not at that level yet. So – and then, you know, Memphis Grizzlies in the West, you know, um, the Bulls and the Sixers in the East. So, uh, Joel, hands down. Before y'all, uh, before y'all continue, uh, so Memphis has the third best record overall in the league and the Bulls and the 76ers uh, – all within like the top seven, the best records in the league. Bulls are a second seed, and the Bulls are a second seed in the East, two games back from first, and right behind them are the 76ers in the East. Well, what I have to say about you know that in particular is, I mean, if you look with Joel Embiid, the mountain he had to get over and Ben Simmons, you know, not being there. Uh, not to say that <laughs> he was much of a – well, he, he was beneficial to winning when he was there, with, especially within the regular season, and he was a big causation for the seeding, um, you know, especially last year. But if you look at the job he's done just from the start of the season up until this point, um, he's been a model of consistency and what the team has needed because – I mean, prior before James got there, I mean, I mean, I like Tobias Harris, but come on, it, it was a Joel Embiid show. He was the reason that they were, you know, top three seed, especially, you know, early on. And, you know, with the addition of, you know, JH, hey, man, like Harden said just a year and a half ago, man, hey, scary hours. You're you looking at another rendition of Kobe and Shaq. Um, not calling James Harden Kobe, and I'm not calling Joel Embiid Shaq, but um, when you had the most skilled big in the league with the most skilled two guard, and history shows that, you know, more times than not, they're going to win a championship. So it, it'll be interesting to see, man. But um, DeMar DeRozan has been phenomenal. I think John Moran has been spectacular as of late, but one could argue because of how high Memphis is seated, you know, that he should definitely be considered, in which he should be, and he just dropped a 50 ball last night. Shout out to the boy, Ja. Um, but Joel Embiid, man, um, what, what, what can you say about it? I just, you know, it, it's been his show on both sides of the floor. I feel it. What you got on Ja, Darnell? Um, This is third year. 
okay? This is his third year in the NBA. Uh, being the um, low-seeded number two seed, the number uh, number two draft, man, this man is showing up, showing out, and no excuses, um, low-budget team, and he's carrying them to the third seed. Technically, the if eye-to-eye uh, -eye with the second seed, which is the Golden State Warriors. He has – his supporting cast is subpar, in my opinion, with Jaron Jackson, of course. I would actually, I like and I give you and Jaron Jackson. Oh, I, oh, trust me, I was about to get there. Je, no, Desmond Bain, you know, and, and it, it's a solid team, but he is definitely the anchor. And I feel like – I'll say it like this. I feel like Joel Embiid and James Harden can win a championship this year, hands down. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, they are also competing also. But DeMar DeRozan has help from Levine. You know, I feel like DeMar, DeMar is playing the best basketball he's played ever, but not quite in the sense of MVP status because he has he has Levine there. He has Levine there to count on. At the end of the day, I feel like uh, John Murray has nobody to count on. I'm sorry. There is no, you know what, I'm out. You take over. There is no you take over. I don't see Jaron Jackson taking over the game and winning – on at a significant moment. I can see Levine taking over. I can see yes, um and I can't see you know and, and that's the beauty about uh that's that's where you leave at uh Joel and B. Joel and B are now head to head with um John Morant. And in my opinion, man, if Joel gets it, well deserved. But I just gotta go with John Morant. I there is no negatives with Joel and B to be honest with you, but I just gotta go with John Morant. No, I'm not a lot more exciting too, right? I, I mean, True, you got the wild, but... the wild factor that goes into the. You, you said Joel is more exciting. No, no, no. I think Jai is more exciting. Oh yeah, yeah, Jai. I agree with that. Yeah, and the wild factor does go into the MVP. Uh, it's kind of like with the Heisman, right? In college uh, football, when it's kind of like neck and neck, you don't really know who you want to give it to. Like you waiting on like that one player to have like that highlight play game to be like, yeah, we're gonna give we're gonna go with that guy. Uh, so you had to give it to Reggie Bush. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like who's gonna give us that da -na -na, da -na -na type of game. And so when you talk about that right, Darnell, um Joel leading the league in scoring 29 29 points a game, 11 rebounds, walking double double, 29 and 11. That's you say not to say one is better than Shaq, but they those are Shaq like you know what I'm saying. Shaq like no. Ron is also averaging 29 points, but you know game evolved. <laughs> <laughs> they losing though. They losing though. Yeah, they yeah, no, nah, for sure they losing again. Uh, the Sixers are third in the East, and so out of those three, Demar, Joel, Ja, talk about having help with Zach Levine. Demar is the only one who has an All Star on his team from like this this pat this season thus far. Uh, Zach Levine was the only All Star. Him and Demar, and then you only had Joel. Then you only had Job being named All Stars, and those two starters, if I'm not mistaken, as well as Demar. Ja, I think one of the dope things about his case for MVP is that like this is the second youngest team in the NBA, and you talk about not having that support of being like, all right, I'm tired tonight. You take it over. Uh, obviously, each player is the most valuable. Uh, yes, he got Zach Levine, but you got to remember for DeMar, Lonzo Ball been out, uh, Caruso been out. And so DeMar has put the team on his back. NBA, he had talking about having those moments throughout the playoffs. 
I mean, that's gameplay over talent. That's gameplay over talent. You're losing gameplay over talent. Levine is talent. Those two are more gameplay rather than talent. They're great. They're talented, but that you're looking for more than for the game plan. So that's what I was about to say with that. So kind of interjecting with that. Yeah, and I mean, even if the game plan does go out the window because guys got hurt, I think that gives you more value as a player when you, the team has to be heavily reliant on your talent. Um, DeMar DeRozan, NBA record, uh, eight straight games, 35 points or more on 50% shooting from the field. And in the course of – and that was in a winning effort. Like, he did that for eight games, and they went on a six-game win streak or something like that. Uh I get there. Yeah, six game winning streak. So, like, DeMar has had his moment to show, like, hey, I, Joel and Jai ain't the only one getting it done. You feel me? So, um, yeah, man. And then Jai, right? He goes for 46 against the Spurs. I like, he goes against 46 against DeMar DeRozan's Bulls and beat them in doing it. And when you think, oh, okay, that's cool, Jai. He sets a franchise record for Memphis of most points scored with a 52-piece chicken nugget. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, more praise to Ja for that. Again, you know, Joel and B doing his thing. And and, and with Joel, is, I like what Joel is doing because the talk before Ben decided he didn't want to be there no more was like, which one of these guys can you win with? Who do you, like, keep and who do you send away? Ben Simmons made that decision for him, and Joel's like, "Hey, this, this train gonna keep going. Like, we ain't Ben Simmons. Who? Like, yeah, Joel is playing where you like. You're happy to see Ben Simmons go, and you could care less about him leaving. So, um, so yeah, man, the MVP race is definitely gonna come down to the wire. Um, and I don't know if y'all seen this, but shoot, after Josh's 52 point uh, game last night against the Spurs. Hey, I stamped that boy. I don't know if y'all seen that. Uh, yeah, I seen him. He took a picture with the jersey hanging yeah. up the MVP. Yeah, like, hey, y'all later. So, like, you got that narrative being pushed in the voters' face. So, who, who knows, man? Who knows what it's going to come down to, man? But do y'all think, you know, you talk about, like, okay, every, every player's had their flashes. As good as a duo as they are, do you think, Harden now coming there could dim the light on Joel's MVP race just a little bit. Man, Joel and B getting some of the easiest shots he done got in his career, per his own words, right? So you telling me a guy who was already going out to get 30 got an easier way to go get 30? <laughs> right. Um, That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> literally, like, it, you can see it. Man, I ain't never seen Joel and B, honestly, these last two games, Go put on tape of any Joel and B game. I've never seen him run the floor as hard as I've seen him run it these last two games, bro. Because he knows somebody will find him, and then he don't get double and triple team like he used to. He might still get a double, but you you're you gonna get killed because he, he can pass out the double. Who you gonna leave? James, Tobias, Maxi, that Curtains. I like that, but. You know, all that to say, you know, Joel, man, Job ja Moran has been absolutely spectacular as of late. But um, I'm looking for the long haul and the longevity of the consistency. So from that vantage point, I would still lean Joel. But John ja Morant is primed and in a position to take away votes from him, but not in a winning effort, I don't believe. 
And just like you said, man, um, honestly, I feel like James Harden is, is an accolade-driven player. Like, he got MVP. He's competed for MVP, like, four years straight. Uh, he has scoring he got He's got it. All he wants now is a ring, and I feel like he knows Joel wants a ring as well as his MVP. So he's going to just say, you know what, get your MVP, and I'll help you and just, just, I just cruise to the MVP. I just cruise to the finals on your back, and I'll make my threes when needed. Right, that's that's the game plan. Give me my little ISO every here and there, bro. You you take us there. I don't know. Let's see what Harden doing the playoffs. <laughs> oh no, that's the beauty. He's gonna not do nothing, and Joel can do what he does every playoffs. Less pressure. Basketball back in the city of brotherly love. Yeah, uh, Harden, I'll show you what brotherly love really is. Harden debuted with the 76ers against the Timberwolves, 27 points, 12 assists, eight rebounds. Backdoors that on Sunday against the Knicks with 29 points, 16 assists, and 10 rebounds. Put up a triple dog, uh, averaging 28 points, 14 assists, and nine rebounds in just two games. As Isaac would say, is this show here to stay? Man, hey, this 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 the real deal, y'all. Y'all looking at somebody who who finally has the best running mate complimentary-wise that he's ever had. I don't want to disrespect Kevin Durant. I don't want to disrespect Kevin Durant because player-wise, and really a conversation can be made at this moment, but we won't dive into that. KD is obviously the better player, but complimentary to James's game, he's never been with a dominant force down low like Joel Embiid, the most skilled big man in basketball. And you can see it. Their games are so seamless together with each other. It's almost like peanut butter and jelly, you know. Like a match and eggs, you know. Shine and oil, you know. (laughs) That word you use is the most pivotal, pivotal, complimentary, because you'll be like, oh, it didn't work with uh, Westbrook. Oh, it didn't work with KD. And it's just like, Harden, for Harden, it, it seems like he could care less about, and even for KD too, it's like I could care less about how great of a player you are. I want like the right relationship for me. Like I want a player that's like compatible with me, right? Or complementary uh for my game. And and you know, you hit the nail on the head. Joel MB is a perfect person for Harden because they not in each other way at all. Right. They're actually the perfect person for each other, brother. Match made in heaven, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harden doesn't. Harden can still get his work and lob it up to Embiid to finish off the play. Versus, it's KD doing his work. So let me just go sit in the corner over here. Right, and we'll finish with like eleven or twelve assists along with twenty five plus. And Joel Embiid will still be a walking third. It's crazy. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. Uh, yeah. That wraps up this week's episode of Respect the Game podcast. The playoffs are slowly, slowly getting here, and these games—these games are even all the more beautiful. Shinehart is our own old, like that's a lot local brand, but that's a hard hoodie you got. Uh, <laughs> oh nah, man, this uh, this is fresh up out of Willowbrook Mall, my boy. Uh, okay. Not a local brand. I don't want to. Uh, Get sued or anything because I'm not sponsored by these people, but oh, right. I, thought that I did was think it was it's, it's fly, no lie. It, it and I thought fly, that was one of the homies or something. Shout uh, out to Offline Society, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. It's hard, 
Yeah, nah, Appreciate give us some free merch offline. Give us some free merch, man. Hey, man, I'm, uh, I'm sporting yeah, y'all up. And so. the Houston Texans. <laughs> and on the arm. Nah, not Houston Texans. And the NHL. Yeah, okay. No, I'm, I'm just saying, because we're we marketing right now. We are marketing something. <laughs> yeah, I normally try to keep an Emacs Steak shirt or hoodie on, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, nah, uh, yeah, beautiful people, we don't take y'all for granted uh, for listening to us, man. We are on Spotify. We are on YouTube. We are on Apple. Please uh, not only rate us, but also comment so we can get out there even more into the stratosphere of uh, podcast. Um, follow us all on Instagram. We also have a TikTok. We also got a Twitter. And so... Uh, we are growing right before your eyes, um, you know, day by day, step by step, episode by episode. Um, again, don't get tired of saying it because I never or get tired of hearing it because I never get tired of saying it. We greatly appreciate y'all listening. See you, beautiful people, next week.